Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. It is great to be here for Bill Ryder today on this Friday. Although I am still in a morning process, a sports morning process. And so I don't, I will aim to and I will strive to give you my best, as I always do. But I am a little upset. Uh, my basketball team in Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Bucks, lost a playoff game last night. So I'm still dealing with the uh, five stages of grief that come. With that, that's right. They lost a playoff game in the in-season tournament to the Indiana Pacers, and the loss uh, kind of bothered me more than I thought it would. Really, I really wanted the Bucks to win this thing, but alas, it will not be the case. We'll talk more in-season tournament coming up. It has been a success. It has this Vegas component to it, which is fine, but also weird, and maybe maybe not. The right move, we'll see. I'm really eager to see how Saturday looks. And I'm really eager to see how the teams react towards the uh, victory. Like, how how it, how it they will hold it and cherish it and, and what it will mean to them. Because both franchises have different histories and it may lead to different reactions. So I'm eager to see that. I've always been the most eager to see how will a team react when they win this thing. A couple of the Bucks players, Damian Lillard, I saw, and Giannis Adetokounmpo were asked about, like, should there be a parade? Should there be a banner? Should there be a ring? Should there be a ceremony? And they both kind of just said, nah, the money's good. I mean, we don't need to, we don't need like a patch or anything like that. Let's just give us the money and then we'll get on out of here. But they're bounced. Uh, the Pelicans bounce. It's going to be Lakers and the Pacers. And we'll talk about that. We'll have an extensive preview of the NBA Cup Final, which that's what it's called, right? It's the NBA Cup, but we've kind of all gotten used to this in-season tournament branding. Or maybe they're playing for the NBA Cup, like they're playing for the Lombardi Trophy, but it's called the Super Bowl. Maybe something like that is going on here, but we'll see. That game coming up on Saturday. Our extensive preview coming up later today. We're also going to be on Shohei Otani Watch. This could be the day where we find out if he signs or not. And we're being told, there's a report from John Morosi, MLB Network, within the next 24 hours. So you know what that means. We think that it's going to happen in the next 24 seconds. We will be feverishly hitting the reset button. We will be hitting the refresh button. We will be scrolling. We'll be doing all this stuff, looking to try to figure out when Shohei Otani is going to sign and where he's going to sign. I have heard this last report 
from John Morosi that he says there's a group of teams that for sure involves the Dodgers who have been kind of the favorite in this process. That includes the Blue Jays who have really made a push. And I think that would be very interesting for Shohei to end up with the Blue Jays. The Cubs have also been a team that's been mentioned. I would be, I wouldn't be surprised now at this point. I'm surprised they were even mentioned, but I mean, stranger things have happened now that they've been mentioned. Uh, is the Angels were a part of this like final five? The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim is that still a thing? I don't think so. But the Los Angeles Angels could be again the suitors for Shohei Otani, which, if that is the case, is really dumb by all involved. I've said that, and I, I said this again kind of facetiously last summer. But I also kind of mean it. And now looking back, I do feel like I mean it. Shohei wanted the Angels to show him that they were committed to winning. That was the report that we got. And Shohei, you know, we don't speak his language. We get bits and and morsels from the translator. He doesn't do a lot of interviews. So it is kind of, of a mystery about all the things he actually wants. Uh, at least to a good portion of us, the things that he strives for, the kind of things that he, you know, uh, has as goals. We assume it's winning, and we assume because of his talent that he'd like to get a decent contract. So we assume it's winning in money because that's what a lot of these sports guys want, right? They want a good salary, and they also want to win. So we're assuming with Shohei that's the same kind of situation. If he did go back to the Angels... One of those checks would be crossed off. One of those boxes would be marked. That would be the the financial part of it. I don't know that the Angels provide him the best chance to win anything as he's been there for seven, eight years with Mike Trout. No playoff appearances. No winning seasons. It's been an absolute waste of this talent on the national stage and really even in that market. So if he were to go back to the Angels... That would be like, I think a lot of people would just be like, all this for that. I mean, all, all this for that. Even if you're a rival of the Blue Jays and you don't want him there, or you just like, you hate that baseball, the rich get richer. You don't want to see Shohei go with the Dodgers just because it's so like, you know, predicted. The Going to the Angels, I don't think it would satisfy anybody. I, I think we want to see Shohei Otani. If, if he's not going to go to our favorite team, we want to see him in the playoffs. We want to see him in meaningful games. We want to see him in a market that is going to build a winner around him, not just have him as this like, hey, come see Shohei Otani. I mean, the Angels have basically been the circus of the last eight years. Not like an actual run like a circus, but like, hey, come see the bearded lady. Come see the guy with three arms. Like, they've just been attractions. Oh, you can go to an Angels game. You can see Mike Trout. You can see Shohei Otani. Cool. Can I see a team win? Yeah, the other team that's playing. Not this team. You're not going to see the Angels win at all. So it's been very interesting. And if he does go back to the Angels, I think that would be stunning. Also, the whole thing with going back to the Angels, if he were to do that, is back to what I said last summer. I think the Angels should have said, look, you want to be a winner? Here's how we make you a winner. We're going to be a winner, and we're going to show you that we're a winner. We're going to trade you. 
for a bunch of prospects and maybe some major league ready talent, and you go somewhere else for two months, have a nice little time, you know, get room service every day in your hotel, don't sell your house, and then sign back here, and then we won't just have Mike Trout and you, but we'll have all these other guys that we traded for. Because we can't sign free agents. We're awful at that. Uh, but maybe we can maybe we can figure out a trade and and build up this the system a little bit, if not the farm system, then the uh, actual major league roster as well, and and have a winner. It really does stink that the the best moment that we've seen of Shohei Otani, the most impactful moment that he's had in baseball since he's come to America has been a game where he struck out his teammate Mike Trout in the World Baseball Classic. That is really a bummer. Uh, And so hopefully he goes somewhere where we can enjoy him more, where we can see October postseason Shohei Otani. So I know the the decision's coming within the next 24 hours. I feel like it could come any minute. So I also do have, like, one eye on the Internet, and I'm like, I'm like, with everything I say about Shohei Otani, I, I feel like I'm missing out on something. So, uh, Tom, you're on complete Shohei Otani watch because I don't want to. I don't want to miss it. You got um, one eye on Twitter. I got two eyes on Twitter. <laughs> but I need. I need more than that. I need a whole like setup. I need a. I need. I need a screen. You know how these people, um, when there's like a big free agent signing, they they track planes and they track flights. I need everything coming into every market that's in play. And if it's the Dodgers, he's not going to fly assuming that, you know, they're based out of LA. I need I need uh ra- I need traffic reports. I need everything cuz I don't want to miss it. So we are we are locked in here for you on CBS Sports Radio. Again, uh writer than you I'm Bart Winkler. Thomas here as well. The game last night, the football game, very interesting. The uh, Pittsburgh Steelers lost to the New England Patriots. And I'll tell you, if I'm trying to get over as a Wisconsin guy, if I'm trying to get over my Bucks loss last night, how do you think I feel about my Green Bay Packers? Sure, they've been playing well. And sure, uh, Jordan Love has been playing well. But I'm looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers schedule. And in their last three home games, the Steelers beat Green Bay and then lost to Arizona and lost to New England. So, yeah, it was a few weeks ago, but that does kind of quell my excitement a little bit. And the Steelers have been a weird team. Steelers lose last night. Uh, Yes, they had Mitch Trubisky in both of these games, so that is a difference. Uh, He's not, you know, I don't know how good Kenny Pickett is, but he is better than than Mitch Trubisky. I think we all know that. And I do want to say, too, if anybody is in the Pittsburgh area or a Steelers fan or knows somebody, you got to get the memo to the people that were in that building last night. Typically, like, if you want to go to a game and cheer, that's expected. If you want to go to a game and boo, all right. I mean, sometimes it's like whatever, but sometimes we're a little quick on the boos. Booing Mitch Trubisky is futile. What, what are you doing? This is your backup quarter. What are you booing him for? What do you want? You want you want him bench for Mason Rudolph? You won't have a voice left to boo with if that's the case. Are you booing the fact that they didn't get a better backup quarterback? Are you booing the fact that Kenny Pickett's hurt and watching the game from a box? What are you booing? 
You can't, you can't, when you get a backup quarterback, you can't boo that guy. You don't boo that guy. It's not productive. If a starter's struggling and there's another guy you want to see, all right, maybe the boos do lead the coach to one direction. But to boo the guy who's the backup quarterback in a game because of an injury doesn't make any sense to me. So I don't quite understand why that was the case. Patriots came out. They came out strong. Um, The Steelers did have some scoring in the fourth quarter, one touchdown. Otherwise, most of the scoring was in the first half here. Uh, As Al Michaels will tell you, the uh, the people could people could not worry after the first half, and I think like Al Michaels, great legend. Him pretending that betting's not legalized is like that. That bit needs to stop. It was these tongue and cheek things were funny in like 1993 when everybody's uncle was running a uh, illegal gambling ring out of you know his his meat market out of the back room or whatever with the illegal card games or whatever you want to picture. But now that you can go online or on your phone, place a bet. And even if you can't in your state, you can, there's still other websites that like still get around where you can, you can, you can bet if you want to, if you want to bet on sports, you could do it in a legal way. So being tongue in cheek about the over under and all that stuff, it ain't for me. But the uh, over and under was, I believe, 30 and a half. It was very low. That's very low for an NFL game that was passed in the first half. And then not a lot of scoring in the second half. The Pittsburgh Steelers did get their touchdown and a two point conversion, but they lose 21 to 18. And I don't, there's so many things about this that I just like, I wonder how they're going to play out. You wonder how the New England part of this is going to play out because Bill Belichick, there's a lot of rumors about. His future, there's a lot of questions about what he wants. Right now, the Patriots have the second uh, spot in the draft as of right this very moment. They're 3-10. and 10. The Bears have the first spot by virtue of the Carolina Panthers, who are 1-11 and 11 and gave them their pick last year for Bryce Young. So essentially, they gave uh, away the first-round pick a couple of times here. Um, and then you've got New England. you got Arizona at 3-10, and 10, bunch of 4-9. Four and eight teams, but what do you want if you're New England? Like, if you do end up with the second pick, if you're New England, you take a quarterback. And if you take a quarterback, is Bill Belichick going to be the one to bring him along and help him develop? Because he didn't do very well with Mac Jones. So, sure, Tom Brady was great, and that was all under Bill. So, you can give him whatever credit you need to. Jimmy Garoppolo they had, he became at least a sometimes starter. Jacoby Brissett is like exactly what you want in a backup quarterback, okay? But Mac Jones hasn't figured it out. He got benched for a guy last night who threw three touchdowns and has looked as good as a Patriots quarterback looked since the last time Bailey Zappi played in primetime. Sundays, he's not so great. Primetime, especially Thursdays, he's pretty decent. Three touchdowns last night, two of them to... Hunter Henry, my goodness, the Patriots, their uh, their roster. There's a couple teams like this. I think the Panthers, I I think, are another one, and that that makes sense since they're both towards the top of the the top of the draft rankings. If you look at their roster, it's like basically an all star team 
of guys that are always available on your fantasy football waiver, but you still just can't like stomach to pick up. Should I pick up Ezekiel Elliott? I mean, nobody, you're like, eh, I need a decent night last night, but Juju Smith-Schuster is one of those guys. Oh, Juju's available. Oh, Devontae Parker's available. Oh, Mike Gesicki's available. I guess I could pick up Hunter Henry. The, these are all guys that if they're not on your waiver wire in fantasy, they are being offered to you in trades before the guy that has them eventually cuts them. So that's what the Patriots offense is like. And that offense scored 21 points against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who now, you know, for as weird as this Pittsburgh Steelers season has gone, and these losses are killer. I mean, these losses are bad because this has been a team that has won some games that maybe they shouldn't have. Or if you look at who they've played, you're like, wow, they beat the they beat the Browns. They beat the Ravens. They beat the Rams, who are contending for the playoffs. They beat Green Bay. Uh, they beat Cincinnati. You know, they've won some games here against some teams, injuries or not, that you can say, hey, that's a good win. And then they go and lose to the Cardinals, who had two wins at the time, I believe, and then the Patriots, who had two wins at the time. So now the Steelers find themselves in an already kind of weird AFC where you've got the four teams at the top, teams that you would expect to be there, Miami, Baltimore, Kansas City, Jacksonville. And then the next three teams you might expect are seeds 10, 11, 12, Cincinnati, Buffalo, the Chargers, none of those teams with winning records. And then in between there, you've got the five-seed Browns, the six-seed Colts, the seven-seed Texans, the eight-seed Steelers, and the nine-seed Broncos. So we'll still see if the Chargers have a little bit of life in them. Going to be tough for them. We'll see if the Bengals can do this with Jake Browning. He looked better than I think we thought, but it's going to be tough for them. The Buffalo Bills, a lot going on around that team right now. Okay, But the schedule, if you just look at it from a football standpoint, they've still got the Cowboys coming up. They've still got the Chiefs this weekend. They've still got the Dolphins. I mean, it's going to be really hard for that team to make the playoffs just by their schedule alone, much less what's going on with any other team or comments their coach may have made four years ago that resurfaced. So the AFC is going to be wide open, and I think the Pittsburgh Steelers were in a really good position a couple weeks ago at 7-4. and four. You got you to gotta navigate injuries. You got to get through backup quarterbacks sometimes. You just lost at home to the Cardinals and to the Patriots. Not a good couple of weeks for Mike Tomlin and the crew. 855-212-4227. If you'd like to chime in, 855-212-4227. We saw some interesting basketball yesterday in Vegas. I do like that those two games were separate from the rest of the NBA. I do like that very much. What is Saturday's game going to look like? And how does the champion, how do they celebrate? Because I think... I think there's a there's good there's like a weird there's a weird section that they have to like if they don't celebrate enough it diminishes the tournament but if they celebrate too much we're going to make fun of them <laughs> there's like a weird middle ground they have to find I'll explain coming up I'm Bart Winkler in for Bill Ryder CBS Sport Radio 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. CBS Sports Radio, Bart Winkler here in for Bill Ryder. Remember, you can stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. This is brought to you by our friends at AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone restrictions apply. In-season tournament action. How about it? Let's look at the successes. One, regular season basketball is getting talked about a little bit more in November and early December. Uh, Not just talked about, but there's legitimate interest in it. Two, um, what what else? What else? What else has been a positive? I guess, I guess really that was the only goal. So that's been a, that's, they accomplished their goal, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. They're all the same thing. There's different things that I think uh, we like about it. There's things that maybe could be changed. And that inherently is going to be part of why it's being talked about. So whenever you have anything new, like baseball, baseball got a lot more discussion this year than maybe in years past. But a lot of that was because we were talking about the new rules and do we like the new rules or not. Next year, the new rules will just be the rules. And so those conversations will kind of fade away. And does baseball get talked about less? Does it get covered less? You know, does it get less attention from the mainstream, you know, shows such as we do? I don't know. With the in-season tournament, a lot of it has been, do we like this? Do we like that? You know, we've talked about the games a little bit. And there's been performances, too. Don't get me wrong. You have Tyrese Halliburton, who has been incredible, not just this season, but specifically in this tournament He's been really elevating 
his game. He was, again, tremendous last night. Um, and what he's doing is he is get, he's racking up all these stats, 26 points, 15 assists, 27 points last night, 15 assists, no turnovers. In-season tournament before that, 26 points, 10 boards, 13 assists, no turnovers. Racking up these points with these assists and not having turnovers is something that only he has done, you know, in in NBA history. Every player in NBA history, 50-plus points, 25-plus assists, zero turnovers in a two-game span, Halliburton twice this season, including the last two games. He has been amazing, and he has elevated this Pacers team to really be talked about in a different way, and I think that experience that they are getting in this can go a long way. You know, when you have a team like Milwaukee, who Milwaukee's got a new coach and obviously a new superstar, and there are some things that they're trying to figure out. And there was another report last night about Bobby Portis addressing coach Adrian Griffin afterwards that this needs to change and taking player input. And there's just a, there's a, like, there's a lot of stuff going on with reporting around the Bucks. But again, they're still 15 and seven. They're the number two seed in the East. They've got the third best record in the league. And it seems to be that there's all these problems. But when you get a team like this at that level and they fall short, yeah, it was it was just a regular season game, but there was more to it than that. Then it, you know, it brings up all these questions about how will they compete then and and, and the, the games are the playoffs are months away. But there is the downside of it when you're a team that's expected to win and then you don't, you get a little more criticism than maybe you would have otherwise. But for a team like the Pacers and they're having a nice season, they're right there in the playoff hunt. They're 12 and 8. They are putting themselves in high-pressure situations. And a lot of these guys, if you want to look at, like, the money aspect of it, because you think, oh, Giannis, does he really need another half million dollars? Well, everyone will take a half extra half million dollars. But a lot of the guys on the Pacers, like, they, they're they not making a ton of money. I mean, there's a handful of guys that are making over 10, which is kind of rare on most teams. But for a guy like Andrew Nembhard, he's making 2 million. Uh Jordan Juarez on this roster making 3. Aaron Neesmith's getting some time, he's making, you know, 5. That's like you're getting you're getting a big portion of your of your check, a big portion of your salary you're getting bonused on. That's some good money. And a lot of these guys have come out and said they already want to do good things with it and maybe uh save it for their kids if they get the money or you know, give some to charity. So there's there's that component of it too. But it's certainly something you want to play for. But it's also it's also giving these guys more of a kind of like a practice playoffs, really. For the Indiana Pacers specifically, this is a team that's barely on national TV and didn't have a lot scheduled. And they got on there the other night, and they get on there last night, and now they're going to be on ABC which I for sure don't think they were scheduled to be on at all this season. That's for your Lakers, your Bucks, your Celtics, your Heat, your Warriors, your Nuggets. It's not 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 yet a team like the Pacers, but you're going to get more attention on them. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton's getting a lot more attention. That trade that Sabonis was involved in with Sacramento, good trade at the time. Everyone says, oh, it's a pretty fair trade. Oh, yeah, yeah, both sides. 
Now it looks like a heist. The max contract he gets looks like a bargain. So this is, I mean, it's really working out for Tyrese Halliburton and for the Pacers, and he's become a star. If, if anything's happening, Tyrese Halliburton, still not maybe a household name, that's going to take a while. You know, there's a few superstars, I think, in the NBA that I would consider that a class of people that transcend the game, that are in the, the national conversation. Like, you know who LeBron is, you know who Steph is, I think you know who Giannis is, you know... Uh, Jokic is there probably now. Uh, you know who Kevin Durant is. You know, these kind of guys. The super, superstars. But there's also a lot of stars in the game itself. You know, SGA and uh, now Halliburton that are really like, you make a point to watch them. If they're on TV or if you have League Pass, you make a point to watch these guys. Halliburton has put himself almost just in this tournament in that class. I wonder now... How this is going to the, – the the number one thing I was interested in with this in-season tournament was when the champion got crowned, what would the reaction be? What would they do? Would they do a parade? Would they hang a banner? Would they get a ring? Well, I mean, sure, one of these franchises, Pacers or Lakers, will make T-shirts and sell merchandise, and I'm sure they'll have like a – five-minute thing beforehand saying, hey, here's the trophy fans, you know, before a game. This is pretty cool. But you're going to have, like, the Pacers are a team that really hasn't won anything ever. They won an ABA championship before they joined the NBA back in the 70s. So you're going to give it to a team that if they win, this this is like maybe their crowning achievement? Yeah, they made a finals before, okay. But... This is an actual championship they won. Is this is this going to really be the greatest achievement in Pacers history? Honestly. And then for the Lakers, <laughs> for the Lakers, because when you first saw the Vegas games yesterday, what did that what did what what did that make you think of? You couldn't see a lot of the crowd. It's a neutral court. It felt like the bubble kind of, didn't it? It kind of the game was on in the middle of the day, at least that first one. It kind of felt, felt bubble-ish. And there's a lot of people who discredit the Lakers championship because of where it occurred. And while everybody was in that same building and everybody had to go through the same stuff, I I don't put a full asterisk next to it, but I like start to draw one and then go halfway and then think, should I erase it or should I keep going? Like, it is different. It is different. So you're telling me now the Lakers are in a position where they've won all these titles and then they get LeBron James and the two championships they're going to win with LeBron are a bubble tournament and an in-season tournament in Vegas. That is sort of funny to me. And I think a lot of people, I think, I think if the Pacers win it, there will be a great reaction. Good for the Pacers. What a great young team. This tournament's a success. This is awesome. Halliburton's a star. But if the Lakers win it, there will just be jokes and it will be discredited and somehow this will hurt LeBron. <laughs> that's that's I think how it's going to go. It's either going to be a celebration of the Pacers or we're just going to pile on LeBron for not being able to win a real championship and just winning the fake ones that come up in his time with Los Angeles. That's, I think, the two... Uh, avenues here that we're going to take that game on Saturday night. I'm intrigued in it. 
I do like the fact that these games have their own day. Now you've got a whole bunch of regular season games today separate from the tournament. I think that was a very smart move. Next year, I'd like to see them just play their divisions in the group stage because it's already confusing who's in what division because nobody knows or cares in the NBA to then make a random group pool. I don't know if that makes any sense. Uh, So that's kind of hard to follow. I think the format's fine. Don't expand it. They'll be tempted to expand it. Don't expand it. I think it's just fine. And try not to have a game in the middle during a week, or the middle of the day during a week next year. Maybe move the games yesterday to a Saturday and then a championship maybe on on a Monday. Kind of follow the final four March Madness sort of playbook there. Otherwise, it's worked. I I never thought it would work. I thought Adam Silver was trying to copy something that happens in European soccer that he did not have the infrastructure to, and somehow, some way, this old son of a gun got this tournament to work. If the Pacers win, if the Lakers win, we're just going to make fun of the whole thing. 855-212-4227. Let's get the latest on all things sports, including Shohei Watch with Andrew Bogish. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. CBS Sports Radio, I'm Bart Winkler in for Bill today, 855-212-4227. You got a, kind of a lighter slate on Saturday of, of uh, sports. We just had the college football conference championship games. You know, we had a busy weekend with uh, the NBA and NHL, some football on Sunday, of course. That's still... The case this weekend, you got your Army Navy game, and then you got your in season championship final. And uh, otherwise, it's, you know, there's some hockey games in there, but otherwise, kind of a light Saturday, all things considered. 855 212 4227. Nate is in Pennsylvania. Hi, Nate. Hey, Bar. How are we doing? Good. What's up? Hey, so I, I hear you and, and other, you know, uh, radio and TV personalities keep saying this in season tournament has been a success. And my question to you is, by what metric are you, you you saying that is a success? What what threshold did it reach to make it a success? Because I don't think it's a success. I can prove it to you because I watch NBA games. I watch them like the normal fan does. Christmas Day and then beginning in May. And I've had zero interest in watching any of these in-season games. So my job isn't, you know, paid to watch watch sports games. I, I watch the games that I want to watch. And and I this has, has sparked zero excitement. But I do have a few ways I can change it. But my first question is, how, how, what, what metric are you using to say that this is a success? I think what a lot of people have settled on is that the NBA is being talked about more, like the conversation aspect is a success. Um, I'm interested that you're, like, so 
with with Christmas Day, okay, there's games on. Now the NFL is trying to steal that, and then and then the playoffs because the regular season is too long, um, and it's made games that historically, quote unquote, didn't matter. It's made them matter more. So I think NBA people are more excited that there's stakes in these games, whether they're fabricated or manufactured or not. But like, even with all this going on Saturday night, there's going to be a championship game that won't move the needle for you at all. You say, well, it won't because I'm not, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not a LeBron James fan. So maybe I would root against him, which a lot of people, you know, it, the Lakers are in it, which is nice. <laughs> so they'll either root for him or against him. But you guys, and I was saying this to the producer, pretty daddy is you guys have to talk a lot of time. You guys have to talk about sports every day. And of course it's exciting to have something other to talk about, but sometimes you guys, and I'm, 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 I'm not singling at you, get confused about because you hear a lot about it because they talk about ESPN a lot doesn't mean it's a big story that just means they choose to talk about it but the regular person who gets to choose what they want to watch isn't excited about this I mean at all I haven't heard anybody any of my friends anybody outside of ESPN or CBS Sports you know actually bring it up so this this and you hear me out on this what about like they used to do with the the all-star game how about this I like the, the idea of divisions I don't like these made up conferences just for the in-season tournament. But how about this? It's an East Coast, West Coast thing. The winner of Saturday's game, if it's the West Coast or the East Coast, whoever it is, in the championship game, that's who gets the four home games. It's whoever wins the in-season tournament, whether it be the West Coast or the East Coast, whichever one takes it. That would add some juice to it. I think that would put some eyes on it. And even their scheduling just proves it. They They pick a Saturday where there's nothing else going on to play it because they know even just a regular Saturday, halfway through the college football season, they're going to they're gonna get beat by five, six, seven, eight other games, you know, in ratings that day. Um, and then I have one more thing, and this is just something to, to increase eyes during the regular season. I brought this before. The, the, the seating means very little, okay? Unless, if you made it during the, 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 the playoffs, whoever has a higher seating, instead of it being a 3-4 game split, it's a 5-2 game split. If the one seed, you know, first round playing the eight seed, they get five home games versus – you know, and the 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 oh, eight, wow. two get, and then and then if you have the you have the championship game, you know, you have the Western Conference Finals. Okay, the one seed is getting five home games versus the two seed. Are you going to tell me that the the regular season games don't become a lot more important throughout the year, like they do in the NFL? A great call. Thanks for the call. Um, that is not a bad idea. That would increase. Yeah, I don't know that that would happen. But, hey, we used to never think that we'd put a man on the moon. That That's not a bad idea. I don't hate that at all. Um, yeah, I don't hate that at all. Because one of, the, one of the reasons, so I totally get what Nate's saying. Nate's basically saying that the in-season tournament is not, it's not breaking through. So if there's, like, casual NBA fans, it's not breaking through to them. They're... There, if if I'm using Nate to represent everyone uh, that is a casual NBA fan, and I'm not saying that in a in a slight way, as that is an insult in NBA circles if you call someone a casual. But if if you are just someone who watches, you know, at the big moments, um, yeah, maybe it hasn't broken through to you. I think where a lot of us that and it's not just cover the NBA, but like it's it's NBA fans. So the the kind of NBA fan that watches their team every game that they play and there's a good amount of them um these games have been like an added weird importance and it's kind of like interesting and it's kind of not i'll tell you just uh my 
Here, I'll, I'll give you the Bart journey of the in-season tournament for me. I had tickets uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks fan. Live in Milwaukee. I had tickets for the first game where they played the Knicks. And I went to it. And it was kind of like weird and different. And people were kind of into it. And then uh, they played on the road. They played Charlotte. And it's like, all right. They, 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 they destroyed Charlotte. But that didn't really feel that different. Then I actually found myself at another game where they played the Wizards. And the Wizards kept the game closer than I thought it would be. But that was kind of interesting. Then they played the Heat. And I desperately wanted the Bucks to win that game. Because if they didn't win, they weren't going into the single elimination knockout. And if there's something that's going on, I just said, I want to be a part of it. I want to be a part of whatever's going on. I want to be a part of this. If it's going on, I might as well be a part of it. And I really wanted to win. Then they played the Knicks in the knockout round. And it didn't really feel like a, it didn't feel different that really to me that much. But then they played yesterday in Vegas. And like, I was really actually a little upset and bummed that they didn't win this game. But that's, that's just taking somebody that already likes the product and enhancing their enjoyment out of it. That has happened. I think that that has happened. I think there's been more attention, uh, more interest. Now, if your team didn't do good in this thing, if you know they were 0-4 in the group play, whatever, then maybe it's not hitting you. But it's interesting to hear Nate's perspective, who just called in, because it's not reaching, like it's not permeating through the people. The people that like it, it's just like we we're being served a steak and you might be eating off the buffet and our steaks tasting better, but you're not getting any of it. You're not, you're like, what's the big deal? There's still, it's the I got all these other options. I don't need that steak. I don't know if that, I, I might workshop that one. I think I, I think I had it. I'd workshop that one before we, we won't air that. We'll, we'll delete that before we uh, air this back. Um, but I think like for NBA fans, it, it has, increased our enjoyment of it. I think it has. It's just if you're if you're not like super into it, then maybe maybe it hasn't cut through. And he brings up the discussions like it's a success because people are talking about it. But that's that's something I brought up earlier. We're talking about it, which I think is what makes it a success. Adam Silver did an interview this week where he basically said the fact that we're talking about it makes it a success. The commissioner said that. And so next year is going to be a telling point if it's still a success or not. The I think the bigger problem is they did this because normally the regular season at this time of the year means very little. Yes, every game counts. They all count the same in the standings. But a lot of times teams use this sort of period to start to gel or guys rest and there's a lot of load management and it's just not the same kind of product. And on Christmas day, you get all these big matchups. And then for, again, to reference Nate, you're watching these games. It's big matchups. You're, you're available. You're watching these games. And then maybe, you know, your interest tapers off again until the playoffs because the regular season with now 10 teams getting in, essentially, if you count the play in tournament, 10 teams getting in both conferences. I mean, the regular season is watered down. And if you're a team that's like fighting for the one or two seed, is there that big of a difference? I mean, how many times do you see series where the home court advantage like barely comes into play and that then dilutes 
the importance of the regular season. Is it important to get the five seed over the seven seed? I don't, I guess. I mean, you're not playing as good of a team maybe, but then maybe the four seed is a team that actually should have been the one seed, but they, they kind of just like skated through the regular season. So it, it really doesn't, uh, there's too many games, first of all, and there's too many teams that get in, which has caused the NBA to try to spruce up and put some more juice behind these games in November and December. And if that's the measurement, then yes, it has been a success because these games do mean more, or at least it feels that way. Now, all that being said, Saturday's game doesn't count for a regular season uh, game, which is kind of interesting. I did see, because I, I saw some scenarios where people were like, oh, well, if you win the tournament, you should get an automatic into the playoffs. That is an awful idea. That is very bad. That is a bad, that is a bad idea. Then that dilutes the regular season even more for that team. But I saw a suggestion where if you win the in-season tournament, you get a bonus win on your record. So you'd essentially go through this to get a another half game over a team, which I don't know. I kind of like that. Or just do nothing. We'll see. We'll see what happens Saturday. We'll see what happens next year. That'll give us a better picture. Great call. 855-212-4227, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 